It's 14 minutes past 10. Do join us on Facebook Live if you can, because in a few seconds I'm going to say hi to Steve Vines. Morning Brew is the page. That is the easiest place to put your comments. But, of course, morningbrew at rthk.hk is our email address. So, right now, good morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning. I, I, I'd actually say nice to see you back, but I don't like to lie <laughs> so early in the programme. No, it's good to be back with you, Steve. I'm sure I've missed out on an awful lot. We've got a few emails, but we're going to get to them in just uh, a few minutes after Steve's overture, right? Well, I, I was just, just thought we might start because it's, it's one of the more recent events. There are worse and more to come, but with, with this so-called reshuffle, yeah. um, can, can you imagine... In this group of totally useless waxworks and muffets being singled out as the most useless among them. So, you know, people say, well, you know, maybe this reshuffle was was political. Well, of course, it's political. All government reshuffles are political. I mean, out there with did you know the Pope was Catholic? Well, let's look at this, Steve, because very often in current affairs and history, whenever something like this happens, the first thing that the bosses will do is say, uh, it's it's, it's proceed, procedural. To, there's no well, in fact, this is precisely what 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 herself, the Sino, the chief executive in name only said. She's, oh, nothing to do with politics. I do, I know. Well, I saw that. Well, yeah. I mean, in a sense, it's true because um, the people who who have gone in in a motley crew of totally useless muppets, they were among the worst. I mean, you've got um, what's his face, who who apparently was uh, yes. Nicholas Yang, who was apparently in charge of technology, who was a joke throughout the technology industry, an absolute unrespected person. But on the other hand, just because you're a joke and you're totally useless doesn't mean you have to leave the government. Let's put a Step slightly more positive spin, change. if we can, on this kind of thing. Very often, if you think about it, it would be a good chance for a boss to quietly say to themselves, I didn't quite get it right the first time. Here's my chance to redress the balance. It, it, you, you know. You could, except in a moment we'll look at the replacements and then you'll see <laughs> okay. why. Forget that um, tactic. That might not be <laughs> but, I mean, I do have to point out, you know, look at who's left. Um... Uh, among the, I mean, other than Sino herself, goodness knows why she's still there, but well, Theresa Chang, I mean, give me a break. She couldn't have a lower, lower unpopularity if you, if you, 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 you went to the moon and back on a quick journey. You know, <laughs> the reason she's there, I assume, oh yeah, I don't assume, I'm very sure, is because the comrades haven't found a replacement and they, they don't want to admit what a stupid choice she was in the first place. And that's very human when you, you know, you put people in important jobs. You're, you're not exactly going to say, oh, I messed that up. Oh, yeah. are you? Are she, you? she reminds me of that old Jewish joke, which I always love, which is, you know, after a funeral of somebody who's deeply unpopular, they're all standing around at this thing called a shiver, which is where you stand around after a funeral. Yeah. And, you know, one of the people there says... Have you got anything nice to say about him? And they're all scratching their heads. And then one of the blokes comes up and says, I'll tell you what, he's not as awful as his brother. <laughs> you know, this, 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 this is this, Theresa Chang in a nutshell. Nobody I've met in legal circles has anything good to say about her. Well, but she got the job. She got the job. You know, there job, might be worse know? somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember once playing, <laughs> playing as a kid, playing duets with a mate of mine who was a professional musician, and he always used to say to me, "Well, you got the fingers, but I've got the job." But I mean, let's look at who's come in. I mean, you've got another two uh, muppets from the DAB, 
Uh, incidentally, I don't know what all the fuss is about. I actually think it, 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 it does make sense to have people from political parties yep. in government. It, 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 funny so, enough, Steve? it's a system why, why, that, that's been so? tried elsewhere in the world. Why do the you problem think is that elsewhere in the world, they get elected. Oh, Here, they don't get elected. I mean, you may say, well, minor technicality, let's not, you know, let's not bother ourselves with that. But I think it is actually very telling. I mean, the two non-entities who've been brought in from the DAB, I confidently uh, expect will remain that. I wonder Ah, yeah, but they may about... not. I mean, it's human nature. <laughs> they may, they yeah. may not. They may do some spectacular screw-up. Who knows? But okay. <laughs> on the whole, on the whole, the waxworks do what waxworks do best, which is uh, nothing. Yeah, there is that. But, I mean, the one who's really interesting is the new Secretary for Constitutional Affairs, Eric Chung. Now, he is a man who, who sits in an office with a great big plate with the portrait of Guess who on oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. Plate? And, it, and did you notice it had been just slightly turned around a few degrees to really <laughs> hit the camera? And there it <laughs> is, a baby. in full Technicolor. Now here's a man who who likes to wear not on his sleeve but on his chest his little badge of loyalty. I predict a very big and bright future for Eric Jung. I mean, he spent his whole life in the immigration service. He's now stepped up to head a big policy bureau. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I think sky's the limit for that bloke. Big bureau in his office, too, with the plate on it. Oh, lovely, lovely office, big desk. All right, Steve, let's talk about the principles of when people swap around like this. Forget about the whys and the wherefores Hong Kong style, but what does it tend to achieve when a cabinet, who people, a cabinet from where we come from, uh, they're the guys in charge, are ministers of this, that and the other, and on the whole, people go, well, you know, they did okay, and then they get scuffled, they get pushed around. Well, I think the the in 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 a, a functional government system, yeah. which has true accountability built into it, obviously not the system we have in Hong Kong. The purpose of a reshuffle is to reinvigorate, get rid of the dead wood, and and this is always important, and make people who are responsible for blunders yeah. take responsibility, so that the public can be assured. Look. I understand X has screwed up, but X will now be walking the plank. Here, mm -hmm. if you're John Lee and you have been a phenomenal failure as Secretary for, for Security, you get to keep your job. If you're Theresa Chang, well, until somebody in Beijing decides otherwise. What was very interesting about the coverage of this, and I, I think I've said this before on this program, always go to Sing Tao or the Hong Kong Standard for these sort of things, because they are a semi-official mouthpiece of Beijing nowadays. They just write, as fact, these changes decided in Beijing were blah, blah, blah. They don't qualify. They don't say, you know, it is understood, you know, none of that mealy mouth stuff. They just reply, report as fact. Beijing has ordered this reshuffle, has selected the new team, that's the way no it doubt goes. on recommendation. I mean, at the moment, Cena. that's what it does, what it says on the tin, right? At the moment. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, um, <laughs> the amazing claim made by the Sino is that she's reinvigorating her team to deal with the post-coronavirus situation. Uh, what? Is Hello, this, good is this, morning. Is, Steve, are, are a lot of the things that are happening right now, including the extension of the uh, distancing measures, etc., it has been said they're more anticipation of what could be happening 
soon in other areas in Hong Kong? Well, shall we now? I mean, this is shall we now talk about the absolutely staggeringly awful fortnight (coughs) that we've just gone through? This is the fortnight in which we've seen um, the head of the liaison office telling the government, get the wretched national security law onto the statute books. This, of course, is the implementation of Article 23. This is what was stored in 2003 by protests. Do you really seriously think there won't be protests if this happens again? Do you think that this was an ideal time in the middle of a coronavirus to start um, shaking up LegCo, telling people in LegCo they must do this, they must do that, and for the liaison office to say, oh, by the way, not we're in charge in the background, we're in charge in the foreground. We have responsibility. The word responsibility was used on a number of occasions. We have responsibility for making sure that this, that and the other is done in Hong Kong. Now, I'm sure the listener will have been avidly reading the basic law as I have for many years. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll know that Article 22 makes it clear that this does not fall within the level of um, purview of mainland authorities. So they've rewritten the the rule book and they've rewritten it totally contradicting statements made by the Hong Kong government Mm. in previous years. So that when it came for the Quislings to trot out their statement supporting the statement from the central government saying, oh, very good, you know, very good central government stepping in with central liaison office, you know, to to tell us what to do. They they couldn't get it right. As you know, there was this cock up with three different contradictory statements because they had to somehow explain why what they told everybody since... I believe 2007 mm-hmm. was uh, 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 not true, and that a new truth had emerged overnight. And of course, they were wanting to follow it, but they didn't quite know how to do it. There's something else that's happened, Steve, and this is, you know, there are some sensible people who write on social media, and a comment which I'll read you in a second on something, it caught me the other day. Anybody who's a sci-fi fan is going to know what happens when a spaceship decloaks, it's invisible, and then it's not. It seems like China has decloaked. This particular comment here, it said uh, the communists are not using stealth anymore. They are coming out into the open to play. International agreements and laws mean nothing to them. Well, it's, you know, that's, we've all seen and heard the news, that does seem to be happening, but got to ask yourself why decloaking because you're worried or because you're thinking that's it we're going to crack the whip or both well i think a bit of both i mean some people say particularly after the arrest of the 15 veteran pro-democracy activists you know including martin lee jimmy Lai, these people albert hope said oh well you know this is because the rest of the world won't notice they're so busy handling the coronavirus and that's an old tactic too that's an old tactic. I actually don't think that is true. I think, and I'm not a sci-fi fan, but I think this decloaking, cloaking, cloaking, whatever it de-cloaking, is, decloaking, like and making yourself visible and not, yes, to, not, not hide. It's, yeah. it's to do with something else entirely, which is they don't care. They really don't care what the rest of the world thinks. They are completely fed up to the eyeballs with this kid with the failure in southern China, of Hong Kong, not. <laughs> knuckling under so they will arrest all the people just who could have been with it. Let's the interlocutors it. if were there such a thing as negotiations planned yeah 
They have made a public statement to the world, we don't care. We will arrest all the people who have been advocating peaceful protest, all the people who have a track record of adherence to the rules. We will arrest you because you're just not knuckling under. We yeah. want you to be out there on the stake. And they go further and further and further. They're now talking about arresting Dennis Kwok, who has well, been... Dennis Kwok is the... talking about being arrested as Dennis Kwok. Well, <laughs> he, he, he can read and write. I think that's why he's talking yeah. about it. He's, yeah. he's in, in case, again, the listeners missed it, he's been chairing this hapless House committee, which has failed to make any progress in business. And they're saying, we're going to arrest you for... for um, um, uh, neglecting uh, 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 misconduct in public office, a serious c criminal offence. Yes. Do you know, I was trying to find a comparison in history of where a power, a government, has sought to intimidate people in a legislature yeah. over things like the, the, the rules of committees and what have you. You know, the only the only comparison that I came up with, and it's a very, very dark one indeed, is what happened in the Bundestag when the Nazis purged it of all opposition people. And they started with a few. You always start with a few and you say, Herr X is responsible for breaking the rules of the parliament. He's got to go. Then Herr Y has to go. Then Herr C has to go. And so it goes. What starts with Dennis Kwok, it hasn't happened yet, I'm very confident, will be happening to other people. Why do I know this? Because we've already seen six members of LegCo expelled. I mean, these are not matters of theory anymore. These okay. are what is happening today. All right, Steve. Uh, I want a couple of comments here. I want to say hi to our friends on Facebook Live who've just joined us. The thing about uh, LegCo elections, etc. I'll put my 1980s schoolboy parlance on here. I mean, are they bricking it about the, the September elections? Well, that assumes that assumes that they'll happen. We, we don't know that That's for a true. fact. I mean, they are true. scheduled. And in fact, again, in the rule book, who reads that anymore? Yep. All right. um, Hold on a second, Steve. Um, we, we, just let's see who's written to us. Jeremy, why is the Communist Party of Hong Kong named after a German beer? Dortmunder Akhtien Brauerei. Nice one, Jezza. Thank you. And also, good morning to Nigel, who says, good morning, gentlemen. Was this reshuffling based on IQ or something else size, he says? I mean to say, who is going to be the strong, intelligent enough person to challenge or speak out against the chief Muppet on behalf of us Hong Kongers? Can you do this in one minute? Nobody in the government. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. We'll, we'll stay on the line here, Steve. I'll just put a nice Steve Vines picture up there for the moment. There we oh, go. Uh, do come back and join us on our Morning Brew Facebook page if you can. So thanks to Nigel uh, and thanks to Jeremy. Always nice to know this stuff. Steve's still there in the background. We've got a couple of emails, Steve. Just say, who, who are they from? And we'll get to those straight after the news. I think we have one from Douglas. I, I, I haven't got it up on my screen at the moment. There's one from Kevin, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, well, you sit we'll tight. We'll have a look at those after the break, you, you can take your shirt off now because no, nobody can see your face. Right, so also morningbrew at rthk.hk. That's the old-fashioned old way, but it's great to hear from you. RTHK Radio 3. 
Let's go with Steve Vines. Let's just wrap up where we started, the thing about the elections in September. It seems, I was trying to explain to a friend of mine in Thailand about this, and I, I kept saying, this is a very, very big deal. Very, very is all over the place. Uh, Steve, just take us where you want with that. Is I mean, we had a taste of what could well happen this September from the November district council elections, yes. which were a slam dunk victory for the democratic movement. Now, the problem always with the Democrats, and it was something that was finally mastered in November, was lack of unity. In other words, too many competing candidates taking away the possibility of victory. There are scrambling and avid efforts underway at the moment at coordination, but there's some very, very big... Hang on, I'm going to kill that. There's some very big... Oh, shit, sorry. Hang on. Uh, I didn't say that. Um, there are some very big egos in the Democratic camp who just will not understand that the way to win is to be united and have a single ticket. So we'll see what happens with that. But if you know what the public mood is, all of this brave talk that we've heard for years of how there's a silent majority, hates the protests, wants to get Hong Kong back on track, whatever it means. What we saw in the November elections is it, it, it does exist, but it's not a majority. It's a silent minority. And they're absolutely petrified that despite the rigged election system in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. with almost half the seats decided by no more than most a couple of hundred thousand of people, yep. as opposed to the millions, who the four million or so, who choose the other um, members of the body, yep. they could still actually lose the majority that they have had since uh, voting started in the SAR. So let's see what happens. But I I think that a lot of the battleground of the protest movement has moved to the ballot box. All right, Steve, well, we've got a couple of emails. Uh, Yeah, I hear you. Let's get to these emails. Uh, Join us on Facebook Live, Morning Brews the Page. Put your comments up there. Good morning to people who are starting to uh, come out to play now. And, of course, it's morningbrew at rthk.hk. Steve, you've got the emails. Well, we, we have one from Douglas who says, the line from Calamity Carrie and her minions that Article 22, this is of the basic law, doesn't apply to um, uh, uh, Lo Ning, the the head of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, is ridiculous, it's comical. This contradicts what the Hong Kong government advised LegCo in 2007, but I also think this multi-pronged attack against the opposition is just a way of law saying, we will not go away, get used to it, oppose us at your peril. Yep. And this is just what we were talking about. But what happens if the LegCo election does not go its way? Why do you suppose they don't see this line will fail again in Hong Kong? I think that does sum up the situation pretty well, actually. Let's get the crystal ball out, Steve. I mean, goodness me, what if this thing doesn't happen? (coughs) One, how will it technically not happen? And two, what on earth will happen? Well, technically, um, uh, I assume that the chief executive who's already evoked uh, emergency powers, can say that the coronavirus epidemic is still sufficiently um, dangerous as to not allow people to vote. It's quite interesting. We've just seen a very big election in South Korea. Went off. South Korea's got far more infections than Hong Kong. South Korea has 
handled the situation better than Hong Kong by most accounts. But they did manage <coughs> to hold an election in the middle of all of this. We're now looking into September, which is some months away. Yeah. And already the Muppets are getting really scared because they know that despite all this fighting talk of how they have majority public support, it's not there. They actually know it in their heart of hearts, so, which is why they've never liked elections in the first place. And this election in particular, they don't like it. How much so of this I is to do, with, uh, to do with the district councils, do you reckon? Because that really was, um, that was proof of the pudding, wasn't it? Who expected it? I mean, who expected, A, that, there was, there was, that, that in one sentence you would have the word exciting and district council election? But <laughs> these have been non-events, non-events for years and years. They've always been won by the DAB and, and the pro-government camp. This is the first time that it has swung in such a decisive manner. They don't now, the pro-government camp, do not control a single council, except for this farce of a little council where most of the members are appointed by the Sino and other minions. Steve, can you see your emails as we're talking I here can, and now? Yeah. OK, well, let me forward you a couple so, of things as we're talking. Here. I'll send you a couple more as we're going from kevin yep go for that who says what does he say he says the government the, the top government officials are often referred to as muppets do you think the muppets have finally untangled their knickers after four attempts to get their statements finalized as they wished he's talking about these statements over the role of the central liaison um, office do you know what i'm not sure they have actually got it right i mean carrie lamb said earlier this week said, oh, you know, let's not talk about, you know, the fact that we cocked it up. I don't believe she used those exact words. I wish she would have done, was, though. That would be awesome. That would have been awesome. But she said, you know, what really matters, and this is what people always say, you know, it, it, it's, it's like um, he was involved in a car accident. He says, you know, don't worry about the car accident. What I'm really worried about is the car. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's, about, it's nonsense. It really is. Yeah. What, so, what about the rest she's of the opera? About the car. <laughs> well, good luck with that. I mean, you know, like, in, a, in a sense, I'm embarrassed to spend so much time talking about The Walking Dead. I mean, the only reason that. Well, it's Carrie new, Lamb isn't it? We're talking, office, it's hours old, this one. <laughs> it's new, but I mean, she's irrelevant. She, she only, whatever comes out of her mouth has even been put in there from some by somebody in the north or it's her own interpretation of what she thinks they want her to say Let's she just... doesn't exist even vaguely anymore as an independent political entity is that important she, she, i mean it, really it, go with me on this it is important i think it is i mean we're in the middle of a coronavirus crisis yeah we've got people dying fortunately not many We've got people losing their jobs, unfortunately, very many. Indeed. We've got businesses collapsing. We do need somebody <coughs> in charge of the government who is vaguely credible. I mean, the, the countries who have done best during this terrible, terrible time, without exception, have been countries which are governed by people who have the confidence of the citizenry.
Yeah. There's no evidence whatsoever. I'll tell you what, Steve, I've got a little thing I want to chuck in here. I've sent you a couple of emails, so you just have a look yeah. whilst I'm talking. Donald Trump... Uh, the other, some more. Okay. Yeah, a couple oh, more. Oh, Donald oh, Trump okay. the other day said we're... I think he says he likes 60 days. So for 60 days, we're not letting anybody come into America because they may take the jobs that our guys so desperately need. And I refer to yesterday's RTHK News, and here we have government urged to stop importing foreign workers. Fairly similar story. You know, this is just nonsense. This is this is distraction. I mean, Trump is Trump is as ever only really worried about his election. He's not really worried about anything else, and he thinks that that by somehow implying that there's a problem out there with immigrants flooding into the country, which they can't do. I mean, it's impossible. They just can't do it. It's not allowed. <clears throat> flooding into the country, taking jobs from American people, is just sheer and utter nonsense and in hong kong there's a very real problem because we do have an enormous army of immigrant workers mainly working as domestic helpers and doing jobs and they that are, people who live here wouldn't tend to like to do. do it's not the 1950s well, anymore is it well won't do full stop i think is the answer well, yeah they're having great problems getting visas renewed and going through the bureaucracy so you know it is affecting here i don't think anybody has suggested that they should all be sent home because that would really hit at the belly of the very people who make decisions in Hong Kong, all of whom have squads of domestic helpers on the premises. Yeah, so this whole thing about um, stopping people coming in, I was talking to a fascinating uh, journalist author yesterday, Celil Tripathi, I don't know if you know him. Yes. And he's written a wonderful piece about how <laughs> things are going down in India, um, and he touched on a lot of these topics. And, and I said to him, well, this is fodder for all the people who think democracy is a load of rubbish, because you come from the biggest one in the world, and they say, see, see, it doesn't work there, it's a load of rubbish there. That is the line. That is indeed the line that's being peddled in Beijing, is that you, you, when you come to a crisis, what you really want is a good old dictatorship who can get things moving. The only problem with this is reality, mm. is if you look in Asia, I mean, let's not even go outside the Asia-Pacific region. Look at the countries who have tackled this crisis better than others. New Zealand... One yeah, of the they've world's just, oldest they've just sort of gone, yeah, we're good, she's, she's, she's fine, yep, no worries. <laughs> Everybody wants her to be their prime minister, she's, they, want, they want New Zealand to share. Um, South Korea, uh, Taiwan, I know it's controversial to, to describe it as a country, but it's certainly an independent jurisdiction. These are places place, isn't it? which have elections and yeah. have had an excellent record why, during this why crisis. so steve why if just just very loosely why because i think to get people to cooperate to get the system working you need consent you need also not just a control um from the top you need people to have sufficient confidence themselves yep. to say you know we'll do this as part of the community in dictatorships you don't get that what you do get in dictatorships, and we've seen in the mainland, mm. is an ability to mobilise resources. But, you know, that's very good. I do get that. That is certainly helpful at a time like this. But even more helpful is what's going to happen afterwards. In other words, yeah, once you've mobilised the, <laughs> the resources, what happens then? Can you go to, um, the, can you go to the emails now, Steve? I don't, I don't know what's on what you've, I've just sent you. Can you just have a look for us? 
uh, whilst he finds those. Morning Brew at rthk.hk. We, we have a message from Umesh who says, um, totally agree with His Excellency Mr Vines. <laughs> um, one bunch of Muppets replaced by another bunch of total plonkers. Sad state of uh, issues continued in the Hong Kong Muppet show. That's the legal terminology. Is obviously it, it is. Yeah. It is. I know. I know. We've had listeners complaining unfair to Muppets, but you know, let, let, let's be. Let, let, let's live with that. Hey, that's what Umesh but, thinks, and he's entitled to it at the moment. <laughs> what else is. have we got? Um, I can't find any more. On uh, have you sent me some more? I'm, I'm not sure. No, I can no find worries. Any more. Just let me wrap up this job thing, Steve. I mean, yeah. there, there are certain things that happen when things go up to DefCon, whatever it is. One is, um, shall I get you going? One is we're extending the social distancing thing, so you can't get out on the street. And if you do, we're going to book you for loitering. However, the jobs thing is this something a bit more insidious about having foreign workers come into town in any country, not just not just China? Well, I, I, you know. I mean, there's there's a there's an unbroken history of correlating plagues, infections, uh, pandemics, mm. with a, 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 an ugly rise of xenophobia and foreign workers. That way. Just, I mean, let's uh, let's let's stop, let's stress where I started on this. The president of the United States of America said this four days ago. I mean, yeah, and everybody's it's already not, all over it, him it, like it, a rash. It's disgusting. I mean, I feel very much for overseas Chinese communities who've seen people attacked on the street just for looking Asian. I mean, you know, there, 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 there's been people attacked in, in the United States for being Chinese or Korean. Yeah. They seem to think it's a different country. Who knew? Yeah. Um, but, you know, you do get this. I mean, the old medieval pandemics, the, these awful plagues that swept through Europe, decimating countries, the explanation was, oh, the Jews caused them. I mean, you know, oh, there there's you just the enormous history of this vile racism which bubbles up to the surface at times when people feel and i understand that they feel this they feel uncertain they feel there's um there must be a simple explanation for something which is very complex so it's the other it's the foreigner it's the chinese bloke down the road in, in in you know in east Chim, whose takeaway has probably poisoned the whole of east Chim. i mean you know it's outrageous and, but it's, it is and, and it's human nature and at a time like this we get, to, we get to see the nastiest side of it unless you've got something to add i'll put the lid on it anything you want to finish with well i was i was um just going to finish with with something that i saw on the uh be water facebook page today oh yeah which which sort of made me chuckle chuckle but it also made me think it was it was they they published an extract from the Prince Charles diary oh, yeah. of coming to Hong Kong at the time of the handover, and he said, you know, we, we, we're we're leaving now, we're going. I just hope that they won't arrest somebody like Martin Lee. <sighs> Gosh, I mean, nineteen ninety seven, almost as prophetic as the Simpsons. Steve, thank yeah. you very much. We'll do it again next week. Have a great week and appreciate your Cheers. time. That is Steve Vines here on the Morning Brew.